handled. Right, folks, welcome to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. I'm your host, Anthony Wilson, and we have another great episode. I brought back uh, one of my, uh, I guess, I don't know if I want to call her my celebrity guest. No, she she won't (laughs) like that. She won't like that. But this is one of my favorite guests. Um, We always have a wonderful time because our conversations are so, so rich. And we have like a long history together. Um, being ordained together way back in was that 2008? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, so we have you know, um, you know, known each other for many years. We watched our kids grow up and all kinds of good stuff together. And I love what her ministry is doing um, all across the country now. You're doing ministry all over the place, and so I'm just so excited to have you on the show again. Dr. Pegg, welcome. Thank you, Apostle Anthony. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I, I do also always love our conversations as well and look forward to this one. It's going to be a good one. Yes, yes. If you are watching, please chime in and let us know that you're here. Um, make sure you jump into the conversation and ask uh, Dr. Pegg all the questions you want to. <laughs> 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 While we got her, let's ask some questions. Tonight's subject, I feel like, is um, a very important subject because it affects all of us in some way, shape, or form, whether we are struggling with it or someone close to us uh, struggles with it. But the, 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 the concept or the understanding of for, forgiveness and unforgiveness. And so tonight we're going to be talking about breaking those chains of unforgiveness because unforgiveness seems to hold a lot of people back. I know I've dealt with it in my life. Uh, I'm not exempt from it and had to learn how to, you know, live in a, a place of love and forgiveness towards others. And so, and I'm still growing in that. And so um, I expect to learn some things from uh, the clinical side of it as well. Tonight, um, we're definitely going to get into scripture and things like that. But um, we've got a, a professional. You actually work with people on a regular basis uh, around this particular subject. And so um, I'm excited uh, to ask some questions and get some folks to ask some questions. What's up, Brother Joshua? Oh, man, me and Joshua, man, we were out uh, doing some outreach and man, the Lord was moving. I'm glad you can jump on. God bless you, man of God. Amen. Um, so Hey, uh, sparkle. sparkle. All right. Yeah, we, we got we got some we got some folks coming in. Yeah, Go you're ahead. gonna have to get sparkle on your show. Yeah, that's gonna sparkle. be hot. <laughs> some stuff a couple of years ago, and so yes, prophet, we need to get back together. Yes, we need yes, to do something yes. fresh and, and new. So, uh, absolutely, if you're on, please chime in, chime in, chime in. Let us know that you're on, and as we get into the conversation make sure you interact it, it 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 really helps the flow of the conversation so that we can um make sure that we're we're, we're serving we're serving you know because me and me and me and peggy we could just talk <laughs> you know we can have a wonderful time just talking but uh, we wanted to benefit those that are listening so as you're chiming in say hello let us know where you're listening in from whether it's facebook youtube uh wherever you're at so god bless 
And um, just want to thank you guys for all of your support, your prayer support, those that um, support our channel. Some of you are, are monthly supporters. Some of you give randomly as the Lord puts it on your heart. Um, thank you so much for all of that, because that's how we keep doing this uh, and we can do this freely because uh, you, you guys see me. I'm on streams all the time. This is what I do. Uh, what's up, brother? Brother Michael. That's my guy right there. He's a good guy. Uh, outreach maniac. He loves outreach. <laughs> brother Amen. Loves outreach. Amen. So, Dr. Peg, just for the sake of people who may not know who you are, um, kind of introduce yourself and let uh, let the people know who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Well, again, it's just such a pleasure to be on the show. And we did get ordained together. So I'm ordained as a teacher um, through Global Change Network USA. And I've also been a psychology professor by um, vocation as well. And so teaching is something that I love to do. And I love to make um, what I teach practical. I love to make it simple and practical and helpful so that people can um, remove the barriers and obstacles, whether it's emotional barriers or behavior patterns that hinder them. So they really can live a satisfying, um, prosperous and fruitful life to the glory of God. So my background is in clinical psychology and I, I worked as a therapist for many years in different environments from college counseling centers to outpatient community mental health um, to uh, inpatient psychiatric um, hospitals. And so I've kind of seen it all, done it all. And so in this season of my life, um, I am working as a coach and as a um, as an advisor to primarily Christian women who want to get off the hamster wheel and um, focus on and finish what matters most to them and to God. Um, and so I'll share later in the show about how you can connect with me and uh, join my new group. I have a, a, an announcement in, in my virtual group of Christian women coming this week that I'm excited about. So I'll let you know how you can get involved in that, how you can work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I primarily work with women. However, I do work with uh, men. Uh, depending on what uh, what the the issue and the topic is. So again, I love to um, share practical, effective knowledge. I my slogan is all good psychology is God psychology. Everything yeah. that works in psychology, we can uh, trace back to the Word of God. Um, God is a wonderful counselor, and so if we really want to be healed mentally, physically. Uh, we really need to seek the word of God and um, seek the Lord. Um, so it's wonderful to be here with you. Um, I uh, did a radio show for many years and had you as a regular guest. I would have loved to have co-hosted a show with you <laughs> when we were both in Denver. Um, Sparkle uh, Robinson is uh, in the chats and she was my engineer for a time. Yeah. So it's a wonderful reunion here of... Um, uh, radio personalities and just again a blessing to be with you all today yes yes so awesome and so thank you so much for taking the time again every time we get together um it's a great uh, you actually uh came on another stream that i was on uh with a co-host uh my man rico at blessedimony we had a good time over there that, that was a, a great stream and so man all right well I guess we need to dive into this subject. Um, good evening, Trina. Thank you for joining us. Um, thanks for hopping on. I hear you getting ready to go preach 
in a couple of weeks. And so we'll be praying for you. I might not be able to be there, but we'll definitely be praying for you to do well. Um, so as we dive into this subject, I had saw a post that you had made. Um, I don't know if it was last week or the week before on um, unforgiveness. And it just sparked me because I was just coming out of a conversation with somebody on uh, talking about unforgiveness and just the the impact, the effect that it has on us. And so just by way of kind of um, introducing the, the topic, you know, what are some of the things that you have been um, ministering around and uh, um, counseling around as it relates to forgiveness and unforgiveness as of lately anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a great topic. Um, comes up a lot in my work. Uh, the post that you're referring to, I had a graphic that said unforgiveness equals self-reliance. Yeah. And I elaborated on that in the caption. Um, and in my experience at, at the root of unforgiveness, um, you know, there are lots of spiritual roots, but from a psychological point of view, it really is uh, self-protection. Unforgiveness is self-protection. Um, it's often rooted in not trusting God to protect you from the harm that the other person caused or could cause you again. Um, I see a lot of unforgiveness rooted in a belief that the person who harmed you got away with it. And therefore, unforgiveness is a way to punish that person. Um, or even punish yourself for allowing yourself to be hurt. Uh, and that's something I would love to talk more about is unforgiveness towards yourself. Because uh, ultimately we, we can sometimes forgive others and still get stuck with unforgiveness towards ourselves. I know I've struggled with that in my life. Um, so uh, feeling like holding on to unforgiveness is a way to punish the person who in your mind got away with it, that God didn't, God, did you see that? I'm going to hold them accountable until you do something about it. So ultimately it's not trusting God. It's feeling like you're going to take the place of God, rely on yourself, protect yourself, avenge yourself. Mm. Um, it's not trusting God with the consequences of the bad actor. Like, not trusting that God will deal with them. Vengeance is his. Uh, and believing, and again, some of this is not logical and it's not always conscious, but believing uh, deep in your heart that if you stay mad at that person and don't forgive them or stay mad at yourself or stay mad at with God even, if you withhold your forgiveness as we're commanded to forgive, you choose to withhold it, believing that'll protect you from getting suckered or, or um, sucker punched or, you know, blindsided, uh, being hurt again, betrayed, lied to, cheated, abused again. So ultimately, uh, in my experience, a lot of unforgiveness is rooted in relying on yourself to protect yourself because you don't trust God to handle. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is that is so, so true. I think, you know, I've experienced that myself. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, there was a time, there was a point in time in my life where I didn't realize that me withdrawing was a form of punishing others and myself. Mm -hmm. And so when I felt hurt, I just pulled away. I don't want to deal with anybody. 
and I felt like, oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to heal or whatever. But really, I was punishing the person and I was punishing myself for allowing this person to hurt me in this way. And so you are you are spot on. Well, you know, you're the expert. So, you know, of course, you're spot on, but it is really a revelation. And I don't know if those that are watching that, you know, you've had that experience. You guys can chime in as well. I see uh, my man, Willie G. Berry unforgiveness equals self-reliance yes wow that is a that is a wow statement mm-hmm. and definitely so um yeah let me get to some of these questions and if you guys yeah. have questions please shoot them our way you know so we're going to try to tag team it uh dr peg is going to give you the clinical side the healing side uh i'll bring the scriptures and we're gonna we're gonna hit this thing from all sides so mm-hmm. you guys have questions please shoot those questions in here um, while we have this opportunity. So one of the questions that I got, and this was actually uh, two weeks ago, I was sent this question. Um, Does the fact that I get mad or angry thinking about the offense always mean that I haven't forgiven? So does the fact that I get mad or angry thinking about the offense, does that mean that I haven't forgiven? Uh, you know, not necessarily. I'd want to know more about the person saying um, that that they are currently angry, currently mad. Like, is it overtaking them, preoccupying their thoughts? Um, but there's such a thing as righteous anger and righteous mm-hmm. indignation that it's we, we should be angry about certain things. Um, but righteous anger, of course, we're told you know, don't be angry and sin. Right. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. So don't, don't wallow in it and don't let it prompt you to sin. Uh, So in, in my, my thinking, righteous anger should prompt you to seek justice or or take action uh, to to rectify the situation that's creating that righteous anger. So I, I always give a, an example of, you know, if somebody mugs an old lady walking down the street and knocks her down, we should be righteously angry. Right. And that should prompt us to want to help pick her up, comfort her, see justice done, do whatever we can. And so if anger is prompting us to move and act in ways that repair and and um, seek justice and make peace, then anger can be a good thing. Anger Absolutely. serves a purpose. Um, and I, anger is like a smoke signal that's, that shows you there's, or emotions are a signal that something is happening. You're believing something, concluding something. So it's good to just take a look at, um, well, what, what are you angry about? Uh, are you continuously thinking about this offense? Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean you haven't forgiven. Um, it could be that your the anger is a protective emotion that covers up more vulnerable emotions. And so again, kind of what we talked about in introducing the topic of maybe feeling stupid or can't believe you got suckered or or um, feeling so betrayed. That, those are really sad uh, situations. And it, you can feel really powerless and helpless and vulnerable to lean into those uh, vulnerable emotions, whereas anger can make you feel more powerful, less vulnerable. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean you've, you've 
you have not forgiven, but it's showing us that something's going on. Um, And and if it's not prompting righteous action and it's prompting you to sin or wallow, it's worth taking a look at. Amen. And then I'm going to pull this up here. This is from Trina. Um, I struggle with unforgiveness within myself, mostly in grief from losing my son. I've forgiven the person, but not myself, not fully. It's been 10 years. Any tips, anything to help her? Uh, I'm so sorry for your loss, Trina. Um, Yeah. Does that, does that pain ever go away? I, I, I saw a really um, helpful graphic that I share regularly um, on my um, social media and it's, it's a graphic of um, three jars that have grief in them. And the common belief of ball of grief is in these three equal size jars. And the common belief is that our grief lessens over time. You know, um, with the passing of time, it'll get better. But the reality is the grief remains, you know, uh, you lost your son. That's sad. Yeah. We, I just lost my stepson. My husband's son passed away a couple weeks ago. That grief is there. It's sad. It doesn't shrink. It doesn't go away. The reality of that picture is not that the ball of grief shrinks inside of that jar. It's that the jar gets bigger over time. Our capacity to um, experience the grief gets larger. So that when we remember that person, our capacity is enlarged where it doesn't overtake us anymore. That's what changes over time is our capacity. So struggling with unforgiveness towards yourself, it would be a matter of um, examining what are you believing that causes you to be angry with yourself or unforgiving towards yourself that blocks your grief. Um, And one of the things that the Lord Uh, has been reminding me to um, address with the individuals that I work with and to talk about when I'm doing something like this or, or teaching or sharing is to look for spiritual agreements Mm. and vows that we may have made in our pain. What spiritual agreements and vows have we made of self-protection, self-reliance, Um, I'm never going to be vulnerable again. I'll never let that happen again. I'll never forgive myself. You might've actually even said that. Um, When my brother died, when I was a girl and he was a teenager, I made a vow that I would never let a day go by where I didn't think about him. And I, I vowed to remember him every day. And so when over time I forgot to think about him every day because my capacity to hold that grief had grown, I felt guilty and I beat myself up. And sometimes we do things as penance that we don't even realize we're doing. We punish ourselves because of vows and agreements we may have made. So I would encourage you, Trina, to take a look at um, did you make any spiritual agreements or vows? Are you, um, un- as you're unforgiving towards yourself, what are you actually believing that may not be true about your identity, your value, your worth, your safety, your future, your your ability, your um, competence as a parent? You may have um, come to some conclusions that are are at the root of the grief that you're, the unforgiveness that you're experiencing. 
Oh my. So tied to domestic violence. He was two yeah. months old. I'm so sorry. That's yeah. so traumatic, Trina. So on top of grieving a loss, there was a lot of trauma involved and violence involved. And so that also um, you'd benefit from seeking some healing um, and deliverance. There's, I'm sure there's layers of beliefs and uh, agreements and vows and coping, what I call failed solutions, things you did to attempt to cope that now have become problems also in your life. Um, but it's like a fish that's in water doesn't know it's wet. And so this is just mm. how you've been living for 10 years. You may not even be aware of the things that you're doing or believing or um, agreements and vows that you've made spiritually. So I hope that that helps. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we make those statements, we don't realize that we are vowing, we are binding ourselves to something. When we say, I will never, or this will never happen to me again, or I'll never do that again, or, you know, and you touched on something, you know, I lost my brother earlier this year. And I kind of went through something similar where I felt like I needed to, I needed to grieve him. We would talk on Mondays. And so every Monday seemed like it needed to be a bad day. Mm -hmm. because if yes. It wasn't a bad day, yes. I just forget about him that I just, you know, exactly. and I, when I would, you know, like you said, with that capacity, but then I would go through and I would say, wow, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. Why do I want to mm -hmm. feel bad? I want to, you know, not be in a good mm -hmm. headspace, even though I feel like I'm, uh, I am doing better. I'm doing, you know, and so I, that is so true mm -hmm. that you just feel like you have to hold on to that yes. or you're not honoring their memory, you know? And it's a form of survivor's guilt, you know, they, yes. that's commonly talked about for things like a plane crash, you know, you're the lone survivor in a car accident or a mass shooting, you feel guilty for having survived. But I also think, or and I also think survivor's guilt um, shows up in friendships and, and like Trina as a parent, that you're still here. Why are they gone? You, cause what a wretched man I am, you know, how, how is it that I'm still here? And I, I've been spared and protected when they were a good person, they were innocent. Um, it, it, and, and so I think sometimes we do make vows in that regard. Like I'm not going to ever, um, fully, uh, be happy because right. they're gone. And we could say that so innocently, casually, unintentionally unaware, but the power of life and death is in the tongue. Our words, uh, do bind us. I like right. how you express that to, um, spiritual agreement. So there's spirits involved in it as well. Um, yeah. you know, spirits of death and spirits of accusation um, and lying spirits that would would want you to come into agreement with those beliefs that actually are not true. Yeah. Uh, Trina said, uh, thank you. Uh, that's good. Spiritual vows. I'm digging deeper with recovery, recovery leader and trauma therapist. So that's, yeah. that's excellent. And that's good for excellent. you that you have availed yourself of um, expert uh, guidance and support. I commend you All for right. that. Uh, thank you guys for chiming in. Keep chiming in. Good yes. evening, uh, Sherry. Thanks for jumping on. Sherry. Anybody else that's out there, please let us Hi, know Giselle. you're there. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, uh, Sister Giselle. Yeah, Basil's Giselle. I saw her on there. Um, yeah, you guys chime in. If you have any questions uh, while we have Dr. Peg on, please ask your questions. Any comments, please you know, shoot those comments. Um, I have a list of questions and I can 
keep going, you know, with my questions, but it would be beneficial if you get your questions answered specifically mm -hmm. that you may have. So please chime in. I'll make sure that, you know, Dr. Peg sees um, your questions. All right. So my second question um, that was given to me, and again, this was a two weeks ago, these actually questions came back to back. Um, are there varying levels of forgiveness or is forgiveness an all or nothing deal? <laughs> yeah, um, you, I, I would defer to you on the spiritual, uh, the, the spiritual answer. But I think that um, from a psychological point of view, um, there are different things to forgive. So there might be different aspects yes. Um, different elements, um, probably different layers might might be a word I'd use instead of levels. Um, but I like to think about forgiveness like we think about forgiving a debt. And if you could help me with the scripture about, um, you know, the, the rich man who was forgiven of his debt, but then he wouldn't forgive uh, the yeah. other person's debt. That but um, I yeah. think of, yeah, forgiveness as this debt. And so in order to forgive a, a, a debt completely, you have to take a full accounting of what is owed. Mm, so if someone owes me money, like I use QuickBooks for my business and it'll, it'll show me unpaid invoices. And I have all my invoices are supposed to be paid upon, due upon receipt. And I actually had a prophet once tell me that um, I would have favor and people would pay me well and pay me quickly <laughs> and i i appreciate that as a um uh, person in business for myself who doesn't get a salary from some boss yeah. i need my invoices paid fast yes. and yes. paid well and yeah. so in order to let's say i choose to forgive a debt which i actually have done many times people um, made a commitment to pay me a certain amount of money and for whatever reasons they didn't continue or complete the full payment. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to forgive that debt, I need to take a full accounting of what's actually owed so I can reconcile my books and come tax time, I know, you know, how to how to categorize everything. So I think there are different levels of forgiveness as the person is asking to the extent that if I haven't taken a full accounting of everything, like someone might have done me wrong and I don't even know about it, but I can forgive them for what I know about. Right. And then I might later find out, oh, wow, I didn't realize you did me dirty like that, too. <laughs> so then that's another element, yes. another piece of forgiveness that needs to be accounted for. And so in that regard, I do think you can forgive in levels it's not all or nothing um because we can only forgive what we've accounted for yeah. and as things be we become aware of other offenses we can forgive those as well um i'm gonna borrow a concept that i got from lisa turkhurst in her book um goodbyes good boundaries um and she talks about levels of access and so um we 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 can forgive um, to the degree that we have access to um, knowledge of the offense. Um, yeah. and, and we can give people access to us um, based on how um, responsible they are with that debt. Like, have they, have they acknowledged and have they done a full accounting of what they've done to me? Um, and so I can forgive 
in proportion uh, to the level of access that I'm giving that person, depending on did they even acknowledge and own what they've done to me? Am I aware of every, like when I find out more of what they've done, I may restrict the access even further. Um, Because that leads into um, another question that often uh, comes up is, you know, forgive and forget. And um, so if I forgive, does that mean I let this pedophile back into my, my, my family or my house or my life, you know, well, if they are, they have not accounted for, given an accounting and taken ownership of, and I'll talk in a moment about what I call the four R's of forgiveness. If they haven't attempted to repair or let alone take responsibility, why would I forgive and forget? forget, meaning just allow them just willy-nilly back into my life with toxic or dangerous, hurtful, harmful behavior. Um, So that's kind of my answer to that in terms of levels of forgiveness. I don't think it's all or nothing um, to the extent of our just uh, human ability and shortcomings to know everything. Now, God is going to require of us, you know, to forgive. Um, So we can forgive things we don't yet know about when we pray about forgiving. Um, But from a psychological point of view, I can only forgive what I've taken a full accounting of. And I, I need your help. I need your honesty in being able to take a full account. I might've forgotten about an invoice you didn't pay. And right. if you don't tell me about it, I can't fully account for it to actually forgive it in full. Yeah, and, and I think I think scripture agrees with that in the sense that when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he said to forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And so there's that term of t- making an, an accounting is that when you forgive a debt, you have to know what the full debt is, right? To forgive it and i think in addition to that um there's certain things that are that impact you on levels that it may take more time to process and forgive it whereas oh man you stepped on my shoe i forgive you right that's totally different than you you cheated on me or you know you know there's there's things that there's a greater intensity that it impacts you and so it takes you a little more to process that and be more intentional about forgiving that because it impacted you at a deeper level um, in, as far as emotionally. And so I, I, I do I, I do think, you know, it's not just if you if you didn't swipe the slate clean from the day it happened, right. that somehow you're in sin, because I think God knows our capacity, right? And he knows what we're working through. And so he knows that beforehand. And so he knows that you're truly or honestly taking the steps Mm -hmm. to work work towards, you know, forgiving that debt. Or if you're just saying, I'm not going to do it, right? Like you said, I'm making that vow that, nope, I will never let that go. I will never let them get away with it because mm-hmm. if I forgive it, then that might mean that I'm agreeing with it. I'm saying that it's okay. Exactly. You know, you know, we go through that that process where we're like, oh no, no, they, they can't just get away with this scot free. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever happened to them. That's kind of our defense mechanism mm-hmm. that you talked about earlier. And so, even from a scriptural standpoint, yes, the Bible is clear about forgiving, but it does use that terminology of debt, right? Mm-hmm. And so you would have to take, I agree 100%, you would have to take a full accounting mm-hmm. of what it is that you're forgiving and 
one other thing is that in close relationships, let's say husband and wife, the accounting may be, it's like a, it's like letting somebody come in and take uh, out of your store for free. And then finally, you want to reconcile your books and you don't even know mm-hmm. how what much they're taking. What, what they take. And you have no idea because mm-hmm. it's gone on for so long. Mm-hmm. And so um, in, in, in certain relationships, you've been around somebody for so many years that it's hard to reconcile all of what has been, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, taken from you. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that kind of begs the question about if, because some people might have a, a gift of forgiveness and, and an anointing for forgiveness. And yet, if you say, well, I forgive you, but you don't even know what you're forgiving them for, can you truly forgive their debt if you don't even know what it is? I don't, I don't know, but um, I think, you know, it makes me think of the difference also between uh, hurting someone and harming someone. Mm. You you even gave the example of I could step on your toe versus I could, you know, uh, physically assault you is very different. Um, And so hurting someone could be unintentional it could be um, hurting their feelings, make something you've done or said has made them sad. Um, it's caused emotional pain or discomfort. Um, harming someone, I think, conveys more of an intentionality wow. as well okay. as um, doing permanent damage. So we can we we all go through life every day accidentally hurting people, um, but we're not intending to harm them. But even if it's unintentional hurt that we cause, we might also harm them, especially um, based on how we respond to the fact that we hurt them. So uh, we can harm someone by not offering an apology. So I know we're talking about um, my, the listener or viewer's ability to forgive, but we also need to talk about uh, being forgivable yeah. <laughs> and how wow, we, how do, how do we respond to the fact that we harmed someone when it's brought to our attention? Do we get defensive? Do we deny, do we blame them or do we take full responsibility and a full accounting and acknowledge it? Uh, and so our response uh, to a person we've harmed can probably uh, facilitate their ability to forgive us, you know, because yeah. it is a process yeah. and it, it yeah. ultimately they've got to forgive us. The Jesus says, forgive us whether we deserve it or apologize or not. But I do believe that our ability to apologize and, um, uh, acknowledge uh, what we've done to someone else makes it, uh, and I will use just the word, facilitates their ability, can potentially make it easier for them to forgive us. Um, And and so that's where I talk about the four R's of forgiveness. Um, And I'll I'll just run through them real quick and then we can kind of hash it up or take anybody's questions. But uh, expressing regret, like to even just know that you did something wrong and to be regretful or remorseful, um, to take responsibility for it and not blame the victim (laughs) or say, well, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. Well, no, they just told you that 
you hurt them. So it's not if I hurt you, it's I'm sorry that I hurt you. So taking responsibility. And then um, offering some um, means of repairing it. Here's what I would like to do to repair this, if possible. What are your ideas about what would be helpful? What, what would help you um, feel comforted? Or what could I do to, to mitigate the damage I've done? And then ultimately those things really um, you know, point to repentance or, or steps or elements of repentance, um, but to request forgiveness, um, not to demand it, but to, at, to simply state, I pray that you can forgive me. Um, asking someone, will you forgive me, kind of puts them on the spot, kind of pressures them. Like I just went through these steps, so you better forgive me and you better forgive me right now which kind of speaks to the other questions that we've talked about of forgiving in levels. And it's not all or nothing. It's not always immediate. And the Lord knows what we're struggling with. And, and he gives us grace uh, to, to be in that gap while we're, we're waiting and processing so we can forgive. So to even ask someone, will you forgive me? Do you forgive me? Depending on the circumstances, is can come, come off as demanding yeah, and impatient. Yeah. So I prefer to, uh, to request consideration. I take responsibility. Um, here's what I want to do to repair it. I'm hearing the way I've hurt you and what your thoughts are on repairing it. And I pray that you can forgive me and yeah. not even ask in the moment, will you? Right. Give them that space to even just be with it for a moment and take an accounting of what you've actually done and the harm that's been caused um, and allow them to, to go through their own process. Whether they forgive you or not, now or never, we still need to ask the Lord to search our hearts and deal with us of, well, how did this even happen? What role did I play in it? What do I need to fix and address and uproot and get healing for? Uh, whether they ever forgive you or not, that's our obligation to work through that. And certainly the Lord commands us to be forgiving. And so working, it's really an opportunity. Um, what I like to look at any problem and any unpleasant emotion as an opportunity to expose what's going on in your heart. So if I have trouble asking forgiveness for forgiveness and taking responsibility, if I have trouble forgiving others or myself, that's an opportunity to inspect right. what's happening in my heart. Yeah, I, I love what you said about being forgivable. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. is, that is profound in itself because I, I think we don't take into consideration how that you can help the person <laughs> in the process but then at the same time what you said about not uh, forcing the issue of will you forgive me or please forgive me knowing being sensitive enough to say hey um here's what uh here's what uh here's here's your opportunity to take your time mm -hmm. and figure that out instead of instead of me rushing it, you know, and making it uh, awkward, so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. because we can, we can make that awkward mm -hmm. um, if we, we rush it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so, so Jesus says we're to forgive whether the person owns it or not. 
whether they ever give a full accounting or not. It just helps us to go through the process of forgiveness if we get that accounting, if we get that acknowledgement. So whether they apologize or not, I'm called to forgive. Whether they accept my apology or not, I'm called to repent and take responsibility and attempt to repair it and turn from my wicked ways. Like, what am I going to do to make this less likely to happen again? Yeah. What is this showing me about myself that I hurt, I hurt someone's feelings, I may have even harmed them, and I have to say, wow, I didn't mean to do that. Why did I do that? Like, why did I react that right. way and, and get so angry and hurt them with my words? What does that tell me about me that I need to address? Lord, what do you want me to know? Yes. Um, I'm going to go back here. Yeah, please. Lots of questions. Brother Michael. Um, and I don't know if you're still on here, Brother Mike. Um, but he said, I've been trying to forgive my mother for 30 years. Mm. She can't stop hating me and putting me down. So mm. I can't stand to be um, in her path. She judges me so hard, even even being a Christian. Mm. So that 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 sounds, oh man, that's that's very difficult situation. Um definitely mm -hmm. praying for you, brother Mike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's painful. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that that's happening. And um, again, if you can use this as an opportunity to see what the Lord has for you in terms of your development and your refinement and being conformed into the image of Christ. Um, so to be able to um, express the sadness, I commend you for that, to even be able to put into words what you just did, to be vulnerable and transparent with strangers. I commend you for that as well. Um, and I can only imagine uh, what that's like for you and has been for so long. We just want to be embraced and nurtured um, by our moms. You know, you're never too old to want your mom uh, to uh, want to be in your presence and to want to be with her. Um, so what what I would, um, if I if I were working with you, Michael, what what I would um, help you to uh, focus on would be um, how does that make you feel? And you know that's the cliched question that every therapist asks, but it's really important. What are the actual emotions that you're feeling? Because we talked earlier about anger often being a cover for more vulnerable, painful, sad emotions. So it would be really important to um, uh, be able to have an emotional vocabulary around what are you actually feeling so we can really uh, get to the root of, of those feelings, which are always beliefs. It's always something you're believing that's producing that emotion. And so, um, uh, if I were a lawyer, the judge would say, you know, objection leading the witness, but yeah. I'm going to make some suggestions of what could, what I've kind of heard is underneath um, this kind of, uh, if it's sadness, because I, I actually don't, um, I don't see any uh, emotional uh, vocabulary in the things that you wrote. You said, I can't stand to be in her path. So I'd want to know more about what's the emotion there. Michael, and um, what comes to mind when you focus on that feeling, like 
specific times where you felt a certain way it with your mom and it probably does go back to childhood uh, another you know common uh cliche or trope of psychotherapy but it it's actually true <laughs> is why we always ask say tell me about your childhood um so it, it's likely that there are some beliefs there that are rooted in your heart written on your heart about your identity your value your ability your belong sense of belonging like if your mom can't stand you where do you belong you know uh and probably some um, beliefs around your sense of safety and security and your future and probably about god um so i'm reading what what you're responding i can't cry out i became a person that only wants nothing more than to reach others who need love well look how god uses all things, uh, what the enemy meant for evil, God is using for your good. And in order to have even more capacity to love, uh, when you heal your your heart, this heart wound, uh, I, I can I can just um, rejoice in advance of how much more love will be able to pour out of you. Oh gosh, what a what a history, Michael. And so again, there's probably some spiritual agreements and vows that need to be broken. There's probably a whole lot of very um, uh, I, I, the word that came to mind was primitive, meaning like really, really young, like in the womb, almost not almost, literally yeah. in the womb. Um, the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy before your mom. You know, rape is a crime of violence. Violence, yeah. And so he came to kill, steal, and destroy your mom and her her baby inside of her. So that there's a lot of um, spiritual attack there, and likely spiritual um, vows and self protection of the most um, basic, uh, you know, intense kind. So just a lot. I would really encourage you and invite you to seek some healing and some help. Um, I think it was Trina earlier that mentioned a, she has a trauma recovery specialist or something to that effect was the language she used. I would highly encourage you and invite you to seek out someone who can walk you through that healing. Uh, there's a great book out called The Body Keeps the Score. Yes, it's I about how our body yep. holds on to trauma. <laughs> Uh, and even um, there's another uh, book called, um, uh, it, the title escapes me now, uh, it'll come back to me in a moment, but it's about um, mother wounds. There you go. See, this is why I love Apostle Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right here on Amen. my show. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, there's another, oh, it's called Mother Hunger. Um, and it's, I think it's primarily for women, Michael, but it, that even might be a, I think her target audience is women, but that might even be a, a good book for you. Mother Hunger, because our mother, uh, our mother's role is to nurture and to teach and to comfort. And you didn't probably get any of those things from your mom. So I would just really um, invite you into a, a healing journey to find someone who's a good fit for you. Uh, to work with that you can feel safe with and trust and who's skilled and knowledgeable. Um, some people can do damage um, in these delicate um, situations if they're not well-trained or experienced. So ask the Holy Spirit to lead and guide you to um, 
the person that he has uh, to help you and walk alongside you on this healing journey. Yeah, because yeah, even even as a pastor, there's certain things that I tell people, hey, you know, you might want to talk with somebody mm-hmm. in their field. Mm-hmm. You know, I can help you with the biblical understanding and, you know, walk you through discipleship. Um, I had, you know, over the last few years because of COVID, you know, there's been a lot of loss. Mm-hmm. And so connecting with actual grief counselors mm-hmm. who that's their thing, mm-hmm. you know, sending people, hey, you want to talk to them. Now, if you want to come back and ask some biblical questions about certain things, we can do that. But, you know, there's a lot of trauma and there are people who are skilled in that area and they have the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You know, they're they're not just, you know, so we want to be able to. And it's a blessing that God has led uh, so many people into that field to be able to help people so that they have someone who has who shares your faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in that arena. So. Yes, and one thing I will say, Apostle Anthony, is that um, even if you don't find someone who's a Christian, I still, you know, trust your uh, discernment. But don't yeah. let that be the reason you don't get healing, because God yeah. God can use uh, the right person, and He'll give you the discernment to know. Now, yes, sometimes a secular uh, counselor may not be the best fit, but I wouldn't let that be the only reason you didn't get help if that, if you're unable to find someone that has both the clinical skill set and the, the Christian, um, uh, you know, foundation. Amen. Amen. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Um, Kenji, he said, I tried to speed up someone's forgiveness towards me and it backfired and caused them to cut me off. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Kenji, because mm-hmm. that, 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 that happens. It, it happens. You try to force somebody to get over this so we can move mm-hmm. on. Right. That can be yeah. very damaging. Right. Yeah. It's tough because. Um, so trying to speed up someone forgiving you is yeah. what I'm understanding that question to be. Um, so I'll, 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 this comes to mind as my response. We'll see what, what the Lord wants to do, why he's taking it in this direction. So in, in my previous marriage, um, my husband was unfaithful and I chose to forgive him. And for a period of time, he was, uh, behaving himself and, and being very intentional about, um, being accountable. And I was still processing all of my hurt feelings and pain and betrayal. And, you know, I can't even, can't even tell you, you know, how devastated I was. And I chose to forgive him and was asking the Lord to help me in that process. Um, and so he became impatient with me, like how, long do I have to wait for you to forgive me? Yeah. And I don't know, Kenji, what your process has been uh, that I talked about in terms of those four R's, sincerely expressing regret, taking responsibility without blaming or, or mitigating or gaslighting or turning it back on them, making uh, every good faith effort to repair it, not only in the ways that you think you can repair it, 
um, and work on yourself, but also asking that person, what do you need in order to feel uh, free and to repair the damage? They may need to keep talking about it. And that's what I told my ex-husband. I'm sorry, I still need to keep talking about it. And I feel okay today, but there there are levels of pain and hurt. Yeah. We talk about levels of forgiveness. So yeah, I'm doing okay in this area, but oh, wow, I never, we never um, had to uh, spend a week apart because you're traveling for business. So that's a whole new right. process I have to go home. through, yeah. maybe even a year, two years mm -hmm. later, depending on the different circumstances that can come up. So uh, trying to speed up that process, Kenji, I'd, I'd want to know more about what you mean by that and what what actually was transpiring and what your hopes and expectations were. But from the perspective of the person who's been hurt or harmed, uh, it's a process because there's there's pain that that doesn't always have to be healed before they can offer forgiveness. Uh, but until they do forgive you, truly, it, it, there's going to be a, a, a process that they're going through. And part of um, being forgiver, forgivable, and I don't mean that from a, like, God would never forgive us. That's not what I mean. We are forgivable because of right. Jesus Christ. Right. But in terms of being, um, helping, helping facilitate someone's ability to forgive me specifically, part of that um, characteristic would be however long it takes, however much time you need. I'm still never going to blame you, gaslight you, turn it back on you, um, minimize what I did. There might be an explanation and a context for why you did what you did, but that's what you have to take responsibility for and to repair you can't say, well, you did that to me first. That may be part of what happened within you and led to this, but that can't be part of the conversation if you're the one actually asking for forgiveness. Yeah, That's just not relevant that they did that to you first. It's relevant for your process of healing and repairing, but it's not part of the conversation if you truly do want to be forgiven to blame them. Uh, that, that just doesn't go over very well. So, um, Kenji, thank you for your honesty that you're, you were trying to speed it up for selfish reasons. So I hope this conversation help, helps you uh, get some clarity and gives you some things to think about and to do. And even go back and tell the person, I'm, I just became aware that I was trying to rush this and rush you. If, if they're willing to they're willing, give you access yeah. again, they may not give you access to have that conversation again. Um, but if they're willing to give you access for you to humbly say, I am so sorry, I was just made aware of how selfish that was, what I did and said. And here's, you know, again, if you want my four R's of an apology, um, go to drpegonline.com slash resources or send me a, a message, I'll send it out to you. But it walks you through you're going to have the best chance of actually being forgiven when when they decide they're ready by going through these four steps, being truly repentant. So I hope that helps, Kenji. You're welcome for that. Uh, Kenji said thanks, so I'm saying you're welcome. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, let's see. Yeah, Kenji said thanks. Wrote down the four R's. 
Um, we got some other comments. Let's go. Let's see what we got here. So it's Brother Michael. He's back. He said, thank you. Um, I shed a tear. Wow. It really impacted him. And that's something I haven't done. I haven't ever done. Uh, always carried forgiveness. But it's like it doesn't matter to her. I'm okay, though. Um, yeah. Well, and you know what, uh, Michael, uh, again, thank you so much for being so vulnerable and transparent. And I, I always say emotions are energy in motion. Mm. Emotions have to move. Like the book says, the body keeps the score. Oh, yeah. Feelings yeah. buried alive never die is another mm. good book. And so emotions have to move, uh, Michael, so that you just allowed yourself to shed a tear. You're letting that emotion move because when you bottle it up like that, it's doing damage physically, emotionally, spiritually. It has to move to let it out with a trusted friend or, again, a counselor, coach, advisor. Let that move. Don't let it um, fester. So I'm so grateful uh, that you were able to let the emotion move. I'm sorry that you feel sad. I'm sorry that you're hurting. And it's, it's a good thing to let that start to come out. Um, the other thing I would say about your comment, though, uh, you said, um, "Sorry, I'm okay, up. though." You know, yeah. I I know what you mean by that. You're functioning and you're still preaching the gospel and you know sharing love, but also and also there's some wounding there. And yeah. so I mean this with all love and respect. You're not okay, though. You know, there is a lot of pain and wounding there. And so I, I understand your um, sentiment behind saying that. And I'd love for you to really take a look at that, that yeah. pain. It's like, it's like, you know, being an athlete, you know, you play hurt, right? <laughs> you're banged, you're banged up, but you're like, well, I can still get out here and run the routes. And, but in the off season, you're going to need some rehab. You're going to need to actually take care of those injuries that you've been pushing through, you know, to make it through the season. And so an athlete will say, yeah, I'm good. But every week it's taking a lot to get them back on the field. And at some point, you know, some athletes end up having surgery in the offseason to correct certain things that they were saying. I was OK. I was playing through it. And so um, that's the thought that comes to mind um, when he says that. Um, and Mike, Mike's a great guy. Love that guy. He loves the Lord. And man, um, yeah, awesome guy. Um Mr. MP, NPR, uh, preach brother. You got, you, you got to found, find, I guess the right people who have healthy ethical values. You got to learn to forgive and make a decision without the thought of vengeance. Yeah. Romans 12. Yeah. Vengeance of mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. And sometimes it's tough, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. you want to make sure that that person pays for what they did to you. I think you talked about that a little bit earlier, Dr. Pegg, of, of mm -hmm. kind of trying to resist that need to punish, you know, the person or punish even yourself for allowing the person to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, um, really, like you said, Apostle Anthony, of withdrawing. Like, I'm good, you know, given the silent treatment, withdrawing, passive aggressive, smiling at them. But uh, I'm, I'm good for being real polite. <laughs> I can be real polite 
but I'm, I'm not dealing with you, you know, <laughs> and I have hardness in my heart, unforgiveness. But right. again, that brings back the topic of you can forgive toxic, dangerous, hurtful people and not give them access. Yeah. Because having a healthy boundary is important. A boundary keeps evil and harm out and protects and keeps thing your peace in. Yeah. You know, but you don't want to have a wall or a moat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we want to have a fence with a gate that we're in control of according to what the Holy Spirit uh, tells us and instructs us to do. Yeah, I, I like that. A, a moat. You know, <laughs> and I, I like those kind of movies and they'll pour gasoline in there and light the moat on fire. So you can't. <laughs> But you can send the fiery darts across. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. but we could get. be we could be the ones in sin doing that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, so, I'm so angry that I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to put up this wall, build the moat, set it on me. fire. But now I'm I'm in sin. You know, they're I'm going doing. they're going about their business. Right. You know, well, I'm the one now sinning. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think you answered this question earlier, but I'm going to ask it specifically. Um, should a Christian, should Christians forgive even if the other person hasn't sought forgiveness or shown remorse? You had spoke about it a little bit earlier, but I want to go ahead and ask mm -hmm. that question specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're waiting to see if they're going to forgive us now, later, or never, <laughs> you know? And so that that's us waiting to be forgiven. Um Hold on. Ask me the question again, okay. Apostle Anthony. Yeah, I think sorry. I'm it. Yeah, sorry. Should Christians forgive mm -hmm. even if the other person hasn't, hasn't sought, sought forgiveness revenge, right. or shown remorse? Yeah. Sought forgiveness or shown remorse. Well, what 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 does Jesus say? <laughs> yeah, we should. But we're talking about, or and we're also talking about this notion of a full accounting of the debt. Yeah. So, yes, we should forgive. And by his grace, you know, we will and we can. And we can make a decision just like by faith we can choose to believe. You know, I choose as an act of my will to believe this. And then over time or however the process occurs, our faith truly, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know the words I want to say, but kind of our faith blossoms it's not this act of the will we truly do believe but it's yeah. a choice to believe so even if they haven't sought forgiveness they don't show remorse they haven't given a full accounting they haven't taken ownership or responsibility they haven't expressed regret they haven't uh taken any steps to repair it they're they're um, not repentant at all you know um, renewing their own minds, um, turning from sin and turning towards God, I'm still called to forgive. Yeah. Uh, but it's still it's also a process for me too yeah. to 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 forgive. God knows that He under understands. We can say we forgive, and then it gets revealed later we haven't actually really forgiven. And sometimes, as I mentioned, it's because some new circumstances come up that I didn't account for that I have to now process that too. Yeah, forgiveness is for is for us. Hey, Rochelle, forgiveness <laughs> is for us uh, to be free. Uh, it's someone once said, forgiveness is a gift we give ourselves. You know, staying mad at someone 
um, and being unforgiving is like drinking a poison and expecting the other person to die. We've heard yeah. all of those yeah, yeah. Uh, sayings like I'm going to I have this belief and I've made this vow that I'm going to remain unforgiving because that's the only way that person will know they hurt me. That's the only way they'll get their, you know, their what they deserve. I can't trust God to do it. And now I'm in bondage. I'm angry. I'm giving them the evil eye or I'm avoiding them when I see them. Um, I'm going through all kinds of changes uh, because I won't give myself forgiveness, uh, my, the gift of forgiveness. I won't let myself out of bondage. I think that was your graphic um, for this uh, episode of, of your show, um, free, Pastor yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking free um, from unforgiveness. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is good. Folks, keep chiming in. If you, while we got Dr. Peg, you want to ask your questions, you want to please go ahead and ask your questions, make your statements. I have a list of questions that people gave me. And so I'll keep firing them away um, until the list is over. I don't want to keep her all night because she's on the East Coast. So it's already what 930 9:30 9:30 out there. So I do want to, you know, uh be mindful of her time. So if you got some questions, let's get them in there. Let's uh uh, uh take advantage of the opportunity uh to have her on. Thank you so much for your comments uh so far. It's been awesome. Thank you, thank you. Um so I'm going to skip a few just to uh try to get to some meaty ones. Um, and, and you mentioned this, and this is what made me want to go to this question. Is it okay to set boundaries while forgiving someone? Is it okay to set boundaries while forgiving someone? Absolutely. Because <laughs> they, they actually may be unrepentant and unaware and, um, you know, gaslighting is a is something a lot of people are hearing and learning about lately. Um, and so those are dangerous people. Can you, can you unpack people. that a little bit? Cause I've been hearing that statement gaslighting mm -hmm. and you kind of give us kind of a working definition. Of yeah, what that yeah. Is. yeah. So gaslighting, the, the actual term uh, comes from a, a, an old movie. I don't know if it was originally a play or a movie, but I've seen a, an old movie. Um, and it's about a man who's trying to make his wife go crazy by dimming the lights and in those days they were gas lights yes. so he would turn ah. them down and he'd okay. walk around in the attic and make all these noises and then she would say uh honey did you hear that like what's going on the lights are dimming and i'm hearing and he's like what noise what are you talking hmm. about the lights wow. it's so he's making her question reality um and he's he's um denying any responsibility for things that are truly happening to her uh, not not in the movie, the character is a her, but this could be happening to anyone, a man or a woman. And so that they've the psychologist borrowed that concept and used that term gaslighting um, to convey when someone um, intentionally is trying to um, cause you to become unbalanced or um, they're trying to take the upper hand. They're trying to control you. They're trying to isolate you. They're trying to harm you by denying reality um, and then blaming you for something they're actually doing or blaming you for experiencing a normal reaction to the harm they're causing you. So wow. blaming the victim and um, telling them 
they're they're being over dramatic for mm. being hurt uh, is a form of gaslighting. Like they're wow. human. Um, it's being human to have a re an emotional reaction um, of 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 feeling hurt. It's not being over dramatic. It's being human. Humans right. have feelings, right. and so uh, causing someone to question their own re reality and to doubt themselves, what they know to be true. If it's questioned often enough, you start feeling crazy. Well, maybe I am crazy, maybe right. I am wrong. And someone who's gaslighting is is also uh, likely, it wouldn't be unusual for them to also be trying to isolate you um, in a whole uh, constellation of, of, of um, behaviors that are abusive. So it's very common for, uh, in a, in intimate partner violence, which October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, it wouldn't be unusual for a, a partner who's um, being abusive to isolate you mm -hmm. from all of your family and friends and mm -hmm. other um, sources of reality. <laughs> so you have no one you're in an echo chamber of just what they say is real. Yeah. No one to actually run it by. Am I wrong for this? Am I overreacting? Am I seeing this correctly? They've isolated you and cut you off. So you can't even really seek out that kind of input is very common. And then again, to, to just outright lie and yeah. say they didn't do something, you know, they did. There's evidence that they did it. Wow. Uh, they didn't keep a promise that, you know, they said they, you know, that, you know, they made. They're lying and saying they didn't and then calling you a liar and accusing you of all the things they're actually doing. So it's very um, unsettling. It really throws people off balance. It really is crazy making. Um, and so... Um, so uh, unfair is not even strong enough word, just right. so damaging well, and despicable, like, especially from an intimate yeah. partner. It sounds like psychological and spiritual warfare. It's like, you know, brainwash. It, it sounds like a whole mm -hmm. lot of, wow, really, really harsh and heavy stuff. Um, guys, chime in if there's any questions that you have. We're probably going to wrap up here um, as it's getting later on the East Coast. Um, I'm going to shoot this last question, uh, and I don't think I sent this one to you, but it's on my list. Um, how can I seek forgiveness from God when I struggle with forgiving myself? Wow. Yeah. Well, it's always good to recognize that you don't forgive yourself and that you don't forgive God. That was something <laughs> that in the um, healing and deliverance work I've personally gone through and received. Um that was like the final frontier of the core beliefs I had was ultimately I really felt like God had forgotten me. Yeah. And I didn't want to admit that out loud. I didn't want to acknowledge it to myself or out loud as if he didn't already know. That's, a, that's what I believed. But to actually be able to recognize and acknowledge I don't forgive myself and I don't um, forgive God, um, you know, God is a forgiving God. And as long as we confess our sins and we repent, um, he, he forgives. So he does forgive and forget. Yeah. You asked that yeah. question earlier. He actually does forgive and forget. Yeah. It's, it's as if it never happened before. If we repent, if we turn um, and, and turn away from sin and towards him. Um, so, yeah, it's really about that. That awareness is the first important step. 
Yeah, um, you know, the scripture comes to mind in Psalms 103, and I believe it's uh, verse 9 or 10. He says that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he separates our sin from us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's it's amazing how God, you know, can say, I'm wiping the slate clean. Mm-hmm. He said if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. His forgiveness is amazing. It is beautiful. It is refreshing, renewing, revitalizing, all of those wonderful adjectives we can throw at it. And for us to accept his love and forgiveness by, first of all, recognizing <laughs> that, like you said, that we are struggling with that in that area. Um, I think it was David that said, against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Mm-hmm. And, it, and just, you know, forgiveness and unforgiveness, you know, um, they are so opposite. One really shows who God is and the other shows maybe our perspective of who God is. Because I think there are people that think that God could never forgive me. Mm-hmm. And if God can never forgive me, then I can never forgive me. Yes. They can never forgive me. Right. And it mm-hmm. just it, it snowballs. Right. Yes. That if I think God can't forgive me, if this is so bad that God can't forgive me, then who could? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, those, that's an area where there are agreements and vows and oaths, uh, again, through self-protection, um, and we're, we're actually, it's so easy to break, you know, it's so easy to be free from that. Um, once we recognize that we're believing something that's just not true. So slowing down long enough, being still long enough to hear from the Lord, what he wants you to know, he's faithful to, to bring truth. And, um, that's what sets you free. Well, Dr. Peg, another amazing time that we've shared. Is there any, um, last, uh, uh, things that you want to share? with the folks. I know you want to share, um, you know, how they can get a hold of you. I think you put mm-hmm. something in the chat. There we go. Yeah. So they you know. can go to my website, drpegonline.com. And I do have a um, resources tab. If you do, do drpegonline.com slash actually um, is it resource or resources. Let me double check real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's resources. Yeah with uh, a plural with an S on the end. Sorry about that. Um, And so I do have that um, free uh, PDF, the four R's of forgiveness that I've um, drawn from um, throughout today's conversation. So you're welcome to download that. And um, if you're interested in working with me uh, one-on-one, feel free to reach out again, drpegonline.com. Um, and you can just fill out the contact form or you can message me on Facebook, um, Peggy Mitchell Clark. Um, and I'd be happy to talk with you about what that could look like. If you are a Christian woman, professional ministry leader or entrepreneur, and you want to get off the hamster wheel, uh, you can join my Facebook group. And if you go to my Facebook page again, Peggy Mitchell Clark. And that's Clark with an E. Um, you can learn more about um, that, or just send me a message. So, uh, if you comment in in this stream um, that you're interested in reaching out, I'll see that as well, 
and uh, I'll reach back out to you. But again, Apostle Anthony is always a delight. I always learn so much from you. I always say to teach is to learn twice and to yeah. teach with you. I'm, I'm learning four times, four Xing what I'm learning just by being in a conversation with you. So thank you for having me. And I, I thank the, the viewers today, those who shared in the chat, um, painful, personal, intimate um, circumstances in your life. I don't take that lightly. Uh, thank you for each person to each person who's been watching. Yes, ah, uh, man, thank you so much because it, you know these are so important. You know when we try to go live and we go uh, to do these streams, we're not just doing them just to you know <laughs> just to get on here and be seen. We're hoping that we can help somebody. You know that they would be blessed that the information be able to go with them and even they might be able to share this information and have a resource like Dr. Peg to direct somebody back to and and she can direct you to other resources if she needs to. Um, that's the one thing I love uh, about you, Peggy, is for a woman of so accomplished, you're so humble and, and so accessible, you know, and I, and I think that's a wonderful thing. And that's something that has been that way ever since I've, I've met you. You've always been oh, that thank humble, you. Yeah. Uh, accessible person. And so Praise God. thank you so much. Thank um, you. If you would do one last favor and pray for our listeners, our, watch, our viewers, and then we'll close this thing out. Absolutely. Again, thank you to everybody who's participated in the conversation. Uh, Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We just praise your holy name. We just lift you up today. And we know that you are drawing all men to yourself. And so, Father, we thank you for this um, just revealing conversation on forgiveness, that you command us to forgive. And we thank you that we've been forgiven. Uh, and from that place of having been forgiven, uh, surely we can forgive. Help us, Lord God, to forgive. Uh, Lord, I just pray that each person who's viewed this or will view this later, uh, that you just touch their hearts, Lord God. Uh, just bring any beliefs and agreements and vows to the surface, Lord God, So and shine your light of truth so that they may be free. I just pray that um, their hearts are healed. I know you're close to the brokenhearted. I pray for Michael. I pray for Trina. I pray for all those who shared their personal stories, Lord God. I thank you that you come alongside them, that you're the God of all comfort. So Father, we just um, ask you to um, just go before us and and just uh, call us into um, a higher level of uh, repentance and forgiveness and um, that we would be obedient to, to your voice. And I just pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 A couple more comments. Awesome. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> awesome woman of God. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. We 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 got to get together. We gotta we gotta get a topic and, and get on here and do something. God bless you. Well, I pray that this was a blessing to you. Uh, just remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. God bless you. If you enjoyed this video, like, subscribe, and share this content with others. Thanks for watching. God bless.